0: You are listening to First Metro Securities' weekly podcast series delivered every Tuesday where we will be featuring timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing investing and trading guidance on a weekly basis. Please welcome your host for this series, Roy Aguilar from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Hello and welcome to another episode of First Metrosex Podcast. So for those who are hearing it for the first time, our usual format is we talk about what happened in the previous week, then we'll talk about what we think will happen this week, and then we'll mention some stock picks for you. So what happened last week with the PSEI? So it dropped by 123 points to close at 6191.84, so that's 2% week-on-week. So risk-off sentiment prevailed as the resurgence of COVID-19 cases in key states. Cities around the world has investors considering a deeper recession and slower recovery than earlier expected. Locally, the daily tally of COVID-19 cases climbed to a record high within last week and pressure from foreign outflows weighed in on the local boards as well. In terms of the surprise, 50 bps recut really by the Banco Central and Filipinos, so that helped pair some of the week you saw around 1% gain last Friday, right? So that paired some losses for the week. So in terms of um, volume, there was... Volume was around uh, average, around 6.2 billion, and foreigners were still heavily net sellers by 5.8 billion pesos. So in terms of this week, we expect the market to trade sideways with a bit of a downward bias still, the recovery prospects continue to be unclear as the contagion still reaches new high both locally and in the US. So we're seeing that trend as of the moment, and hence, we see investors um, staying on the sidelines or lightening up a bit given the uncertainty. So in terms of our stock picks for the week, we have two buy calls and one sell call for the week. So let's get right on to the first buy call. So AC Energy Philippines, you know, we saw news last week regarding its joint venture company, AC Energy Inc. with UPC Renewable signing a connection agreement, right? This contract is around 720 megawatt for its new England solar farm in New South Wales. So keep in mind, what's listed right now is AC Energy Philippines, but... Eventually, the international business will be integrated and that's the company that will be listed. Actually, AC Energy Philippines will be renamed into AC Energy Corp. So there. So given AC Energy's aggressive plans and expanding in other countries coupled with the consolidation of Versage energy assets into ASEF within the year. So that's in line with the company's goal to have a total renewables capacity of five gigawatts. So. As of end twenty nineteen, based on its report, its current attributable capacity is around 1.8 megawatts. So it's a line, so they're being aggressive to that. They want to reach 5 gigawatts by 2025. So with this, ASF is slowly turning into this listed regional renewable energy company. So giving investors this opportunity to ride on to the fast growing energy sector globally. So in terms of where to buy, as of the moment, the stock is trading between two and two hundred forty four. So you have two options here. You can buy once it breaks out above 244 and you can wait for it to trade at a little near 2 pesos and trade the range. So that's um, the strategy. So next buy call is DMC Holdings. So for this one, this is an index name but we see this a bit of um, good risk to reward ratio for traders, right? So of course, in the last week, DMC dropped by 5.4% after it broke below its support of 4.20. So after the sharp drop last week, we see DMC now trading near its recent lows at around 3.90. So with the stock near its recent low, This may be a good risk to reward trade for short term traders or for those investors really looking into buying cheap stocks, but it's another topic. That being said, we recommend buying at current prices. You can sell at around 450, set cut loss below 390, so good risk to reward trade right there. So besides our weekly summary outlooks topics, we'd like to mention some key data to watch out for because I think it's a data heavy week. So we have manufacturing PMIs in China, US, Philippines, Japan, Euro area, so it's good to see the trend. Likely, there's a huge chance it will rebound a bit compared to last month. But the thing here is, of course, when you take a look at the reports, you see if it meets expectation. So that's something to watch out for. And then another job support in the US. So last month, it was a huge surprise on the upside regarding US job support having the highest increase in just one month. So something to watch out for on Friday, Philippine time. So, in terms of technical analysis, also I'd like to mention this. In terms of technical analysis, it's it's important now because the PSI is currently on correction after sharply rallying, right, until six six. So as of the moment, the PSI broke below another support last week. So we pegged support the previous support at six two. So for those who are tech technical analysis savvy, right there, if you take a look at the MACD, it's showing slowing momentum, and the MACD line is actually trading below the signal line already. But in terms of uh, price action, while it's still above five nine four six six thousand we think this is still healthy pullback if it goes below five nine four six five even five seven that's where we draw the line that's we will we should we will reevaluate so moving on to the theme of the week of course what was mostly talked about last week actually just last friday was the listing of altos property ventures inc so probably some of you are curious on how it was listed so it was actually listed by way of introduction and, and this is the topic For this week, I would like to actually compare the difference between IPO, initial public offering, and listing by way of introduction. So, there are actually two methods for a company to raise capital by listing shares on a public exchange. So, these are initial public offerings and listing by way of introduction so this is actually um two ways in the philippines specifically so what company may choose um, to do an ipo in which new shares are created underwritten and sold to the public some companies choose listing by way of introduction in which no new shares are created and only existing outstanding shares are sold so of course i would like to recall first how we do an ipo so when it when a company conducts an ipo or initial public offering we undergo This book building process where investor demand for the IPO is determined to support efficient price discovery. So once the IPO offer price is set, so investors may then buy shares from the underwriter or recently through PSE Easy. Right? So the listing date is announced and ultimately the stock is listed in the exchange. So upon listing, the stock starts trading in the secondary market and new investors, including those who weren't able to participate even during the offer period, may start buy or sell sell the said shares so ownership of these shares now is then transferred from company to the public so that's how it works so so delving deeper to the ipo so their network comprises of investment banks broker-dealers, mutual funds, insurance companies. So prior to the IPO, so the company and its underwriter partake in what's known as a a roadshow, right? So top executives present to institutional investors in order to weigh in interest in purchasing the soon-to-be public stock. So gauging the interest received from these participants or these network participants helps the underwriter set a realistic or some possible IPO price for the stock. So... Underwriters may also provide the guarantee of sale for a specified number of stocks at the initial price and may also purchase anything in excess. So, all of these services, of course, come at a cost. Underwriters, um, charge a fee per share, raise from my research to this range anywhere from 2 to 8%. So, this means a not- notable portion of the capital raised through the IPO goes to compensate intermediaries. Sometimes, um, accounts for like hundreds of millions per IPO. So, that's okay. Of course, at the end of the day, the, the ones that gauge demand help actually, um, sell the stock. So, the IPO actually process proves to be a bit costly for some companies so that's why the philippine stock exchange offers an alternative way so that is listing by way of introduction so in this process the company planning to elicit shares does not undergo this public offering process which some think is lengthy so instead upon pse approval of listing application this the company stocks are listed on the exchange and automatically starts trading so here's a, a bit of a history right so, actually, the PSE suspended the implementation of this, this thing by way of introduction last Feb 2010, following a review of the rules. PSE wanted to address these valuation concerns surrounding the companies. So, in March 2011, so the PSE lifted the suspension of Listing by way of introduction started implementing these newly amended rules. There are actually five instances where listing by way of introduction is allowed. Number one is the securities sought for listing are already listed or traded will simultaneously simultaneously be listed on the stock exchange subject to the approval of the PSE. So number two, the securities of an unlisted issuer are distributed by way of property dividend by a listed issuer to shareholders of that listed issuer. So number two is actually what exactly happened with all those property ventures okay so number three where a holding company is formed and its securities are issued in exchange for the securities of one or more listed issuer or issuers is withdrawn at the same time the securities of the issuer are listed so that's the third instance, the fourth one, where listing of securities in exchange is mandated by law or by the SEC, under this, that this is under actually of the Securities Regulation Code. And last one is where public offering of securities is mandated by law or applicable regulations provided that the applicant company secures this clearance from the relevant agency stating that such agency does not object to the listing by way of introduction. These are actually the five instances where listing by way of introduction is allowed. So again, no, for Altos property ventures is via property dividend by Robinson Corporation. So I would like to discuss now a bit a bit of requirements regarding the listing price and valuation. The amended listing by way of introduction rules outline the criteria in determining this initial listing price of a company's stock. So the stocks valuation as per the amended rules must be duly supported by a fairness opinion prepared by uh, an independent, reputable firm. So, these firms may include investment banks, financial advisory firms, or accounting firms duly registered or licensed by the SEC or accredited by the PSE. So, for companies listing through um via LBI, where stocks are already listed in another exchange, the PSE has approved the initial listing price to be the peso equivalent of the stock's closing price in the other exchange. Actually, this a good example for this is Del Monte Pacific Limited. It listed on June 2013, and its listing price was the closing price of the stock in the Singapore exchange a day prior to its in the PSE. So, initially, Del Monte was listed in the Singapore exchange. So... What happened was they pegged the initial listing price of Del Monte from the Singapore exchange. That's one example, right? So you can see here, listing by way of deduction is a bit different or let's say, safely say more unique, right? So according to the PSE amended rule, so the listing by way of deduction has lockup rules. So it specified that lockup rules for majority stockholders. So the lockup rule states that groups or individuals who own at least 10% of the newly listed company's outstanding shares are not allowed to sell their shares within a specified period so if the company is listed on the PSE's first board it has first second and sme board so on the first board the owner shares are locked up for six months, specifically 180 days. If the company is listed on the PSE's second board, the lockup period is one year. So finally, if the company is listed on the SME board, like Altos Property Ventures, majority owners are prevented from transferring their shares within two years after the initial listing date. So that's according to the PSE amended rules. This, this is where it's interesting, right? Recall that Altos Property Ventures was actually, um if, if you were surprised why it went up around a thousand percent in the same day right from 10 pesos to one hundred forty, and ended above 70 percent so you must be thinking so wow i thought this price is 50 percent." so here's the thing for listing by way of deduction the amended rules also suspended the trading ban requirement for stocks during the initial listing date only. so that was for altos it was only last friday in the next days so there will be already a trading banner grammar. so let's let's read on specifically what's on what's on the pse so the trading ban prevents a securities price from fluctuating wildly during a trading day. So, right, PSC stocks follow a set of price floor, price ceiling, and cannot go beyond these trading bans on any given day. The price ceiling is around 50%, right? So for listing by way of for stocks that listed via LBI or listing by way of introduction, on the first day, there's no trading ban. But after the initial listing day, the trading ban will be reinstated. So for, again, no, for Altos, it's, you will only see that kind of huge um volatility on its on its listing date so this week there will be already a price or trading ban so i think that should clear us up a bit right so probably some of you are shocked on why is it why it's moving that way so i would like to mention a bit some benefits and drawbacks on listing by way of introduction so there are actually several benefits that attract companies to this kind of process. So first, by going public, the company provides liquidity for existing shareholders by allowing them to freely sell their shares in the public market. So another is the cost of the process is much lower than the cost of an IPO. So again, we mentioned how costly it is if you list through via an initial public offering right so you have to pay these underwriters to market the stock and the like but of course ipo also has its benefits that's why they pay that much but again for listing by way of introduction bottom line the cost of the process is much lower so via lbi it also helps them avoid the indirect cost of sending the stocks at a discount the availability of the stock depends on current employees and investors if on the day on the listing no employees or investor want to share their shares then no transactions will occur so the stock price is purely dependent on market demand so that's that's another way to look at it companies that usually use listing by way of introduction have different goals than those that choose listing by ipo in an ipo companies are trying to raise capital for usually for expansion debt repayments and the like, usually for expansion, right? On the other hand, those companies listing by way of introduction are not necessarily seeking capital because they they're not issuing new shares, like Autos, right? Instead, they're looking for other benefits of a, being a public company, such as increased liquidity for existing shareholders, or I think, now for for RLC, they're they're trying to they have a plan for Autos. Also, of course, that's not yet fully disclosed, but. They have a plan for Altos. So keep in mind that Altos right now has one property around, uh, in Robinson's in Locos Norte. So that's only one property. But of course, no, Robinson's land actually bought the company because it has plans for it. So that's yet to be seen. So basically, moving forward, the value of Altos is hinged on what RSC is going to do with it. When you list by way of a deduction, if you go through this process, since no underwriters are selling the stocks, so the company itself has to be attractive enough for the market. Basically, just some, rough outline for these kinds of companies planning to use this method includes those that are have strong brand identity or at least easy to understand business models or are not in need of substantial additional capital if those are the type of companies that want to be listed they can do so by listing by way of introductions because given the relatively lower supply of shares there has to be demand for it for at least the price to go up right in the us there's, there's this called direct listing so which is relatively comparable to listing by way of introduction here in the philippines so spotify we know spotify it was actually listed by way of direct listing so so spotify was actually listed through a direct listing in the us so not through an ipo so, of course, not. it had this strong reputation, widely used, easy-to-understand business model, right? So, it made sense for them to um, list via a direct listing or not through an IPO. Of course, they're actually not in need of substantial additional capital, but their aim is for increased liquidity. So, I would just like to mention some examples now. Local examples or Philippine companies that use listing by way of fit deduction. So, like I mentioned earlier, Del Monte Pacific Limited, right? So, in in the five instances we mentioned, the first instance applies to Del Monte, where it was simultaneously listed on PSE after it was already listed in the Singapore Stock Exchange. Another local company is Felix Petroleum Corp, so as as famously known now as PXP. So it used. Uh, listed by way of introduction so during during uh, around 2011 so its parent company Felix Mining or PX distributed PXP stocks as property dividends so same as Altos so it distributed PXP stocks as property dividends to PX shareholders and so PX shareholders were given one PXP share for every eight shares of PX so actually as we speak, PXP still has the record in terms of share price performance in one day. I believe it uh, rallied from 3 pesos to 8 pesos at that day. So still record close, of course, no, with Altos closing only at 70%. Another example, so Yehe Corp. This is actually a digital marketing company before So Yehe's parent company, Vantage Equities, distributed 84.79 million Yehe common shares as property dividends. So Vantage Equities, its parent company, distributed one Yehe share for every 20 common shares of Vantage held as a fair credit. So those are the examples of listing by way of introduction. So it's uh, a unique way of listing in the exchange. So I hope you're more informed now between the difference of IPO and this thing by way of introduction so that's it for this week and i hope you will listen to us again next week so this is Roy Segador from the research department and as always your future first Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities weekly stock market podcast. Please don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our next episodes. To join the First MetroSec family, head over to www.facebook.com/groups/firstmetrosec and access up-to-date market news and information, First MetroSec exclusives, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders.